0: Welcome to Byline Confidential, a podcast where we talk with journalists about their lives, their work, and their careers. I'm Greg Pratt, reporter in Chicago, and I will tell you right out, I am a man who likes to talk to a man or woman who likes to talk. This week we're talking to Sarah Engel, who does traffic reporting for WBZ. It's kind of appropriate that we're doing this episode this week. Originally we were going to do it last week, but that got delayed because I... Uh, partly because I got very busy with a bunch of stuff and partly because I was rear-ended last Wednesday while on the expressway. I was on the Dan Ryan at about 51st Street when a guy didn't notice the traffic was slowing down and he hit me pretty hard. I was okay. I am okay. A bunch of people, you know, kind of worry about you, but I feel okay. But it would slow down traffic and it ruined my day. It it, it, uh, sucked up the rest of my evening when this guy hit me. But on the plus side, he was about as nice as a guy could be. I mean, he apologized to me probably two dozen times. At one point, he touched my face, which was kind of a a moment, you know. He said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm glad you're okay. That's just sort of a the more you know type of thing. What was fun about this week's episode is I really didn't know anything about traffic reporting, so it's kind of fun to figure out how some of those calculations get made and how that works. And if you enjoyed this week's episode like I did, and I think you will... I hope you'll consider subscribing on iTunes for the high price of nada. But for now, enjoy the talk. So I'm kind of excited about this week's episode because it's like my first traffic reporter, which is like kind of unique. I, I don't really know much about traffic reporting. What's it
1: like? Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Being a traffic reporter is something I didn't expect to ever be doing, but I'm really happy I'm doing it.
0: Is that a thing where, like, you know, I do all of my good cursing in traffic. Is there a lot of cursing in, like, traffic reporting?
1: You know what? When you're in a booth, you don't, you're not sitting in the same situation. You feel people's pain, but no, there's not much cursing.
0: <laughs> that's like, um, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. You're in a booth? Uh, usually?
1: it's, I guess you could call it a glorified room, but it's a booth, yes.
0: <laughs> so you're, uh traffic reporter for WBZ, right? Yep. And you've been traffic reporting for a while now?
1: Yeah so officially for WBZ, it's been like uh, I'd say a little over a year maybe a year and a half at this point but I've been doing traffic kind of working in the traffic world of Chicago for the last three or four years. I started off as an editor so um, I really got to know traffic before I went on air with everything
0: the, you know, I didn't drive in Chicago growing up, so I didn't realize how much traffic is awful, you know?
1: You, you know? what's funny about this is I grew up on the north side of the city, and I grew up in Rogers Park, and honestly, there's no expressways right there. It's Lakeshore Drive and, um, you know, Western Avenue if you need to get to the other side of the city, and I really didn't take that many expressways growing up either,
0: it's, a, it's like a revelation, right? It,
1: yeah. I mean, we always took it, like, to Grandma's house or to Ikea or something like that. But, yeah, just there's a lot of expressways out there and a lot of terrible traffic and people who have absolutely crazy commutes every day where they commute in an hour and a half, you know, from the suburbs to the city every day.
0: Well, you know, it's like – I do and I don't want to come at you with, like, the hardest of questions. But so I don't really understand why, like – Like, I take 94 back into the city, so Uh I take the Dan Ryan, and it is fine every day at any time except during rush hour, but it doesn't uh, get backed up until Sox Park, whether there's Sox games or not. Or
1: not. Isn't that goofy? Well, why is that? (laughs) Well, you know, there could be many reasons for this, but... traffic is just one of those goofy things that some of those things even when you're in a helicopter looking below you're like why are we slowing down why are we slowing down and there's sometimes no explanation except that people are crowding in and trying to make decisions and that's about it it just takes one person to slow down and it it really has this effect going back
0: yeah yeah i guess so it's like I figure it might have something to too, with the merging, because, like, yep. a couple of things... people merge. making
1: decisions on where to go or trying to get into there. Yeah, I mean, just a few cars and everything backs up, so...
0: It's it's the naughtiest thing.
1: I, what's crazy, too, is even just a stalled-out vehicle taking out a lane can cause huge traffic jams. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but just one lane down at the wrong time, you know, if it's the lane is down for 20 minutes holy cow a lot of backups
0: yeah um but so uh so you you were talking about how this isn't what you thought you'd be doing but you got into journalism right
1: yeah
0: some time ago Uh
1: uh-huh
0: not like a million years ago (laughs) like
1: how'd you get into journalism um so this is actually i'm I don't want to call it an accident, but it's, but sort of. So I was actually trying to do a career in international business studies because I spent a lot of time, um, growing up overseas and I thought this seemed like a great idea. I was trying to do something that I thought would make money and that I knew something about. And so that's kind of what I was going for in college, um. And I was taking, uh, I was at DePaul University, and they actually required to do an internship before you graduate. And um, I had a lot of things going on. I was working at the same time, putting myself through school, and by the time I looked up and saw what I was supposed to do before I was supposed to graduate, I was really late in the game in applying to internships. And... um, one of the only internships open was actually at WBBM News Radio 780 doing marketing, which was not quite what I was thinking of, but I did the internship, and I took it, and actually I had another internship offer from uh, Sony Music in Schaumburg, and this was 2008, gas prices were high, and I was like, do I travel out to Schaumburg, or do I use my university U-pass on the CTA to get to WBBM? that was the decision
0: exactly
1: so i ended up doing this internship at bbm in the marketing department and i kept feeling like oh my gosh i need to be in this newsroom which was not related to the internship whatsoever so the next semester i ended up actually doing an internship in the newsroom and then i eventually got hired there as an assistant producer right out of school Backing that up, that wasn't a total accident. When I look at everything leading up to this point, I think I always did kind of think radio and TV would be a really cool thing to get into. I just never thought that that was actually something I was going to do. Like, I, I did a whole bunch of... actually did a underground local hard rock chicago podcast in high school um really? and, and i didn't think that this was going to lead to anything there were a lot of things that i'm like duh if i could have just connected the dots or if someone would have looked at me and said look what you've been doing the last four years look at you know you're writing and you're doing all this stuff this is clearly the path you're going on and i just never connected the dots until i got into a newsroom so that would
0: have been a podcast before they had the term podcast, right?
1: No, there was podcasts back then. It was like two thousand four or something. Two uh, thousand. I
0: always thought the term podcast was like a new thing because it's it? only blown up recently. You know.
1: Well, we must have been pretty cutting edge then. <laughs> but it was in some guy's um, apartment, who also owned he. This guy owned a circus in Rogers Park. And it, it was interesting. It was interesting.
0: That already sounds like some guy <laughs> in his basement.
1: And I found him on Craigslist, and we made this podcast, and it was pretty cool.
0: What was, was Short-lived. It? So what was it, short-lived. Chicago Underground It was like, rock?
1: yeah, I was looking at rock music.
0: Were you a big rock person?
1: Believe it or not, <laughs> I really did like rock music a lot. So.
0: Is that a still a thing?
1: Um, yeah, I wouldn't say... Uh, so much anymore. I mean like I sometimes enjoy listening to local bands and stuff like that, but it's not something that I feel like I am in any authority to speak about anymore at this point.
0: No, but that's like that's like I was I was anytime you can add the word underground to something,
1: that's
0: <laughs> like kinda cool, right? Yeah,
1: I guess. I guess.
0: Were you like was it your idea?
1: No, 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 no. This guy was like this is crazy. I can't believe I did this. But, like, he was, like, on Craigslist and he was, like, hey, I, you know, I'm looking for reporters to go to different bands, like, interview them and then come back and talk about it. And I was, like, oh, yeah, totally. And he was, like, bands, like, I don't know, he listed a bunch and I was, like, oh, yeah, totally. I'll totally do that. I don't know. It worked.
0: That's, like, that's cool. That's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of spirit that, like, you have to have to be a good journalist. Yeah. Like,
1: (laughs) Go out on a limb, meet th- some crazy guy in Craigslist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's got potential to be a lot of trouble. Yeah, jeez. Right? It worked out, so it it's did. Okay. I'm
1: still here. I'm still alive.
0: If your kids come back to you someday with yeah, that right? kind of situation, exactly. you're
1: probably be. Yeah. <laughs> not advocating for anyone to do that.
0: It's like um uh, that's 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 like pretty cool. Was that your first like experience interviewing people?
1: You know what? I think so. I think that pretty much was my first experience really interviewing people. Yeah. Were you good at it? Um, I don't think anyone's good at anything when they first do (laughs) things. No, I don't, I don't believe so.
0: (laughs) It's like, interviewing's hard.
1: It is. You have
0: to listen to people and talk Uh to them. And
1: And sometimes people are boring or they give you yes, no answers and then you don't know what to say next.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and sometimes you're like a high school student in terrible. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Talking to some dirty guy with long hair and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> Were you, man, I, I wish I could do all my interviews with like guys with dirty long hair. I
1: would make things a lot more interesting.
0: <laughs> so you've been, um, so, so you started with like marketing and uh-huh. that's not as unusual as it sounds, you know, like I've talked to a few people who started that way, uh-huh. you know, but like, uh, how long was that?
1: The marketing internship. It was was one summer, and um, we basically sat in booth, tent-type things and different art shows throughout the summer and handed out WBBM cheer, like like buttons and books, and we had, like, contests and stuff like that. It was a fun summer. It was a good summer for me. Um, But, yeah, I definitely didn't see myself sitting in booths in art fairs for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, I know there's obviously more to the marketing thing, but that was, I was kind of like, yep, yeah, did that. That was fun.
0: What was the next step for you?
1: Um, so I was still not done with school at that point. So I was pretty close, though, to being done. And so I ended up having to figure out real quick, like, shoot, I think I actually want to do this. How do I do this at this point? knowing this at this very moment. And so I, you know, I just did a lot of research online. I figured that I really couldn't change my major at that point. Um, And I, you know, was just trying to figure out different ways to do things. Some things that I kind of regret not doing and that I didn't realize at that point is once you graduate, it's kind of hard to do an internship if you're not getting course credit for it, or at least that was the situation that I kept running into, So um, I wish I would have done more internships right before I graduated once I realized that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, I put myself through school, and I was working full-time and going to school, 18 credit hours. And for some strange reason, I thought it was a really cool idea. It was cool. At the point, at that moment, it was cool. But I got invited to this, like, five-year program thing at DePaul, and it was where you, like, work on your master's, your last two years of... College, so your junior and senior year, all your electives are senior level or graduate level courses, and um, yeah, I was really busy. Let's just say that I was writing fifty-page papers and then working, and I like couldn't even imagine like having to do an internship that was unpaid at that point because most of the you know journalism internships they're mostly unpaid.
0: Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah,
1: it's really hard.
0: And so. Um, Did you come from a working family?
1: Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Because, like, you know, I mean, there there are some people who don't have to pay their way through college.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Was that like a...
1: Um, you know, my parents, um, very educated, and I'm one of two other... I have two sisters, so, um... I mean, I started going to college early. I actually started at 16 going to Northeastern University, and I was doing courses there. But they are they are social workers, So, and they got married young, and so there wasn't like, oh, we planned for three children to go to college before they were even born. It wasn't that kind of situation. So we worked, but, I mean, it worked out. I wouldn't change it, actually. I'm really glad I did that because I learned... Um, I was not happy at the time, but I learned a lot from that situation, just learning how to balance things in life, you know?
0: Sure. I mean, and, like, I mean, it sucks to have to make, like, it, it's it's hard to, like, have to make decisions thinking about money. You know, yeah. Because money's tight. Uh-huh. That, that's, no, that's no fun.
1: Yeah. But, but isn't that kind of how
0: <laughs> that's almost, a lot of things
1: are made, a lot of decisions are made?
0: <laughs> sure, that's, that's, yeah. that's reality for, like, a lot of people. Uh-huh. You know, like... We're not one percenters in this country. Exactly, room,
1: I guess. exactly.
0: But the, um, you were like, so were you like really smart? Were you like one of these super smart kids or something to start young?
1: Um, you know, I don't believe I really was like some child prodigy of any kind. Um, I probably, you know, I was homeschooled throughout um, grade school and high school. And so I think I had a very adult way about me, even in high school, Um, and that opened up a lot of doors for me, um, even just working and everything like that. So I don't think I was extremely smart, but college came pretty easy for me, which was good because I was balancing a lot at that point. (laughs) But um, yeah, I didn't find the classes very challenging, so that was good. I also did not tell my professors that how old I was because I was so embarrassed, sure. and I was also painfully shy, painfully shy. Are you still? Um, no, I don't think so anymore. Now I feel like I kind of know who I am, and I'm not really shy or embarrassed of much at all, which is not always a good thing. <laughs> but um, at that time, it took me a lot to get over that. It really did. I mean, like. I can remember, like, being scared to, like, talk to a librarian, like, being like, oh, my gosh, I better plan out the exact words I'm going to say. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, well, it's like being 16 and talking to adults is, like, interesting.
1: Yeah, well, and really, you know, my parents were really good about um, really making sure, like, our class subjects for being homeschooled were kind of like real life topics, um, and in real life situations and seeing how they apply to stuff. So like we always had, they had the most amazing group of friends ever that were also doing similar stuff that they were doing. And we really learned a lot by like just talking to them and they never treated us like we were kids at the table or anything like that. So that was good. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we really were able to talk to adults pretty well inside our, you know, small circle of friends. It was strangers that terrified me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Were you the only one that made it into media?
1: In my family? Yeah. Um, You know what? It's interesting. My sister, yes, journalism, yes. My sister, though, is a really, really good singer um, and musician, and she has played in front of thousands of people, and she's really good at what she does, so... And my dad is a really good public speaker. Um, the speech he gave at my wedding, everyone was like, wow, he's so good. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like we all have that about us and our family. But um, What did he say? Um, he didn't say anything ridiculously embarrassing, which is good, but he like kind of danced the line of it the entire time. So kind of like leaving me at the edge of the seat and leaving other people. Wondering what's going on, but it was it was really cute. He did a good job.
0: I've been to one wedding and like, well, the the, the best man gave a terrible speech. Like like he was asked not to do a roast style speech and oh, he did a roast no. style speech.
1: Oh, terrible! And
0: it wasn't like it wasn't like like you know he used to have sex with strippers type. Oh of, God! Or whatever. <laughs> but it was it was like I think he was talking about he could be a jerk or something. How he's oh my like, gosh! But, about but but about politics or like disagreements. I I don't remember. it Was something like he that. brought up
1: politics in his speech? I think so. You have to be kidding me. And, but I saw
0: I saw like the writing room kind of like sitting there tight. You know, like oh, what's he gonna say? What's no, he gonna say? that must be what it's like though. No matter who's speaking, right? Where yeah,
1: you're like, it's a little scary. a Little scary. You don't know what they're gonna say. You're hoping it's all positive stuff. But my dad did a great job. He definitely was highlighting all the positives and then you know just talking about. I was a very strong-willed child, so all the stories of me testing everyone. (laughs)
0: Sure. Well, so when you get, um, so you're out of college, I think, is where we left off, right? And Uh you're struggling to find something. What do you want to find
1: So I was an assistant producer at BBM right after, right out of school, which is awesome. And I really learned a lot there. Um, Really, you know, dinosaurs of the business here. A lot of those people have worked together since they were in their twenties and now they're, you know, in their sixties or so. Um, so that was really cool, um, to be in that environment. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half and I did a lot of 3am shifts and, um, I, uh, got the opportunity to work for FM news. Um, someone actually, this is pretty awesome. I have not applied for a real job since that internship. Like all of my jobs have come from recommendations. Like I've, I've had, like, informal interviews and stuff like that. And, of course, I've filled out the application process. But, like, I haven't had, like, a real job application interview process the way that most people have it since that internship. So, someone from FM News, after a year and a half working as an assistant producer there, said, Oh, hey, we're starting this thing. Do you want to be part of it? Um, And they hired me off the bat as a writer, which I was super excited Uh I had never taken a Journalism 101 class I Had never, I mean, I was really good at writing. I, I took English 101 at 16 and got an A in that. But, like, I, you know, news writing is a lot different than writing an AP-style English paper, you know? Like, sure. it's completely different. Um, so I had a learning curve there, too, just being like, oh, this is my this is my job. (laughs) I need to do this and figure this out really quick. Cause it all happened within like a week or something or two weeks or so. So, um, I got that job and right around the same time, um, I got it. My friend was telling me who's an assistant producer at WBBM about this company called, uh, Nick Tech Traffic and he said oh I work there part-time you know do you want to come over they need editors you know it's really cool you can you know fill and produce for ABC NBC WGN you know there is more on-air opportunities there and I said yeah sign me up that sounds that sounds good so soon after leaving um BBM I had two new jobs one as a writer at FM News and then another as um an editor at this traffic company. So, and I didn't know this at the time, but there are only, like, if you work in traffic, there's only two companies here. It's either Total Traffic or, well, now it's called Radiate Media. Things changed with Navtech, and I technically work for Radiate Media now. Um, But you either work for one company or the other. Like, there is not a whole bunch of competition in the traffic world. So, um... I started working for this traffic company, and I loved it. I
0: so like the the companies, the the publications, the stations. They work with uh, tra- with co- traffic companies, or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So basically, this is my understanding of it. <laughs> you either I, traffic information is really expensive to get. So um, and you know, calculating like there's all those like road sensors in there, calculating the travel times and everything else. So. Most traffic reporters, and not all, but a lot of traffic reporters are either employed by one company or the other company. It's really the companies, either Total Traffic or Radiate Media, coming in and you know taking over. And there are people who are traffic reporters who are employed by the station they work for, but they usually have a producer that's from one of those traffic companies, so they can get the information. So, yeah, and it turns out that BBM, like they are all um, total traffic. So when I left BBM and it was telling them, oh, I got this job, it was like, they are like, oh, yeah, that's our competition. So
0: so it was like it was like leaving a gang or something. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, um, no, it's like. And work for the
1: other side.
0: You know, so if you're a city hall reporter, I mean, you go to city hall to get information. If you're like a courts reporter, you go to the courthouse, you know. Uh-huh. Like, so if you're a traffic reporter, there's like sensors on the road and
1: stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know about this when I first got the job either. Um, there's like road sensors inside the expressways and they somehow, really smart people figured this out where you can calculate um, the travel times based on how slow people are going at certain points. So those road sensors are used and they have like, we have our own website where it you know shows us the travel times for different things. And then we have... Producers and editors, like when I was an editor, what I did was listen to like police scanners and make phone calls to IDAD and different state police districts, and you know get details on crashes and what lanes they're in and how many cars are involved. So yeah, it's it's an interesting an interesting field.
0: (laughs) So it's like, I mean, that's 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 uh that's amazing because I've always I guess I've always. I guess I've never wondered, actually, um, <laughs> where the guy who says, you know, it's 50 minutes from the Kennedy to <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Sounds
1: like, like a Cookie Monster way of saying it.
0: I guess I didn't do that,
1: too. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's uh, awesome.
0: I've never... Uh, I have, like, two voices for imitating people. Uh-huh. And I've never heard that one described as a cookie,
1: a cookie Monster.
0: Person. But I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Cookie Monster traffic reporter. You could be one.
0: <laughs> but it's like... But that's how they do it. Yeah. It's, So there's
1: like a screen that kind of tells you the numbers and then it kind of tells you like how many minutes. This is like, this is the goofiest thing about traffic that once I understood this, when I first got a job as an editor in traffic, I was like, oh, why didn't anyone ever tell me this? So there's something called base travel times. And that's how much time it takes from you to get to like, let's say point A is your house and point B is the grocery store. Like, so from point A to point B, from home to the grocery store, it's 15 minutes if you're going the speed limit. That's how long the base travel time is for you to get there. Now, sometimes you're going to hear, like, ah, it's 25 minutes. Well, you know that that's a 10-minute delay. You know what I mean? Like, because... So you can kind of figure it out. But if you don't know the base travel time, you don't know if something's a good number or a bad number. So that's one thing that I think is pretty tricky like I don't understand how people know about that unless someone explains that to them I don't know
0: well it's like um, and then you have to take into effect like 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 calculating the expressway you gotta assume people are speeding right because nobody drives the speed limit in Chicago well yeah Um, I mean maybe (laughs) what are you
1: talking about
0: (laughs) but um, actually the Tribune has done stories about how like Nobody does it and nobody enforces it because yeah. nobody
1: cares. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: the state police doesn't care.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that might be, I don't know if the words nobody cares did <laughs> not appear in the story, but nobody enforces it. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. I think probably because they don't care. Yeah. But like, but that's another thing, right? Like.
1: It could take you quicker. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And if you're me, it will. Yeah. You know, but. If
1: you're me in my car, it will take slower. If you're me in my husband's car, it'll take quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like still driving like my grandma's old 97 Geo Prism car, sad. It doesn't go much further above 60 miles per hour.
0: Well, um, it's not like falling apart though, is it?
1: No, it's in great condition. It only has 100,000 miles.
0: We'll be flying cars pretty soon. I know. So Those can. are called
1: airplanes. <laughs> we already have flying cars. Well, Maybe airplanes become more popular.
0: Um, <laughs> helicopters. You mentioned helicopters earlier. Do uh-huh. you get to go in helicopters?
1: So this is really cool. The one big perk about working for a traffic company is I get to fill in for all the other traffic people. So this means that I'm not in a traffic helicopter for WBEZ, but I get to fill in for Sky 5, um, so for NBC, I get to go up for the helicopter when Mike Warber is sick or, you know, has some vacation days to burn, so I absolutely love it, love it, love it, love it.
0: Like, I've always wondered, like, you know, um, I guess my favorite traffic helicopter, I know this is stupid and I hope it's not offensive, but like, it's Arnie Pie in the Sky from uh, The Simpsons.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: uh, he's always... Um, and I guess I guess all the traffic helicopter reports I know are from, like, cartoons. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and th- I feel like there's, like, old-school traffic reporters who definitely have, like, that, like, very, like showbiz, like, accent type of thing where they, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like, the older the person is, I feel like they have a different style of traffic reporting.
0: (laughs) Sure, the Cookie Monster stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it's like, um... Like, what are they actually doing when you're in a helicopter traffic reporting?
1: What are... Like, you're... (laughs) Like,
0: traffic reports. Like, you're up there and you're seeing how far it's backed up, or...
1: Yeah, and I have to say... It looks nothing like what you thought it would look like. This is so confusing because, I mean, I'm looking at a map and traffic flow data all day, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I've driven, you know, the Kennedy Junction so many times. I know what the, you know, what the split looks like, and you go this way. Once you're in the helicopter, it does not look like that from above. Like, just does not look like any, you're like that, that's the Montrose Junction. Like, I've driven this since I was a... Infant and I, I don't recognize it. Like it just does not look the same. Um, but it's it's a little bit trickier, I would say, to be in the helicopter than doing radio, just because um, when you're doing a helicopter report, it's uh, you're dealing with a lot of different people. Like when I'm in wbez I'm the one who decides the first accident that's going to be mentioned, what's in the middle, and what's in the end. Everything's up to me, and I'm out of there, and I don't really need to talk to anyone. They just need to know how long I'm going. Um, I'm on a time limit, you know, I usually do a 45 second report and whatever I can fit in there is my, you know, my deal, but helicopter stuff, you're dealing with like producers on the ground, the pilot, the camera person, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's definitely, I like it cause it's challenging, but it, yeah, it takes a lot.
0: That's like, um, I wish I had a job that took me in a helicopter's like all day or for parts of days. It's obviously not all day, but like
1: And it's so much less scary than an airplane. That's what's so cool about it cuz at first I was like, "Ah, oh, man, like I've been taking planes since I was a little kid. Like that planes do not bother me. Turbulence, love it. Like puts me to sleep like it." But like I'm not like I don't love taking off and landing like it's fine, I uh, deal with it, but I, you know, you always keep that one eye on the stewardess just to make sure they look like they're, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, we're supposed to be turning like this. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the helicopter, you just float right up. There's not the same kind of feeling that you get in an airplane, so that's really cool. I, I love it. Um, I, I'm always happy to fill in for Mike Lorber there, so.
0: Sure. And it's like, presumably the, the pilots are cool too
1: um get this the pilot and the cameraman they were both younger than me i'm not that old i graduated in 2009 like i still feel pretty young for being in this business at all to be on air in chicago sure and yeah the kids yeah i'm like oh my gosh i am the old lady on this plane i'm the old lady on this plane My pilot is younger than me.
0: (laughs) So do you, like, tell them? But they're so nice. Don't spill my oatmeal unless on the way up or something.
1: Oh, my God. There was no oatmeal allowed in...
0: No oatmeal allowed? No. (laughs) Well, um... No, it's, like, uh... So, um... Yeah, that's, that's, like, interesting. So, like, your day-to-day is looking at data and making sense of it?
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? I think most people think... You are, you have a script, your editor types everything out for you, and that's it. Like, you are just reading from a script. I wish it was that easy. Like, if I could just read, I would never mess up. I can read great. I learned how to read when I was three. Like, I can do this. But it's, um, not bad at all. <laughs> like, when, you, when you're when you looking at the information, I'm saying it off the cuff because it changes so much. And it's not written out on the screen, like, in any way any normal person would ever speak. Like, so when I'm talking, sometimes even information will come up and my editor will instant message me, like, Oh, new accident on the Eisenhower. And I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm going to mention the Eisenhower in about 10 seconds. I can talk about it then. Like, there's a lot that goes into a report where you're just analyzing data and really just saying it in a more personable way.
0: Is it like... And, you know, you get something that says accident on the Eisenhower, so you know that's going to add, like, 50 minutes to... I mean, it's not... Yeah, you, know you don't I mean? know.
1: It could add a lot of time. But, mm-hmm. like,
0: I always assume I hate the Eisenhower. Yeah. I hate the Eisenhower they're because... They're aggressive
1: on that expressway. Who? I feel like the Eisenhower is... They're pretty... The Dan Ryan too. I feel like they're a lot more aggressive than they are in the Kennedy.
0: The... The... The simple, drivers. Oh, okay. They're,
1: like... It's just like, oh. Well, you
0: sort of have to be because at, like, I forget what intersection it is, but, like, Springfield or something is where it just stops. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like.
1: I was always, when I was, like, 16 and learning how to drive, I, like, loved the Kennedy, loved the Edens. The Edens is phenomenal. Um, And the Stevenson was fine, too. But the Dan Ryan and the Ike always freaked me out always freaked me out I'm better now <laughs> sure. obviously it's been a while <laughs>
0: um I I like it because it gives me an opportunity to, to do a lot of good cursing good cursing good cursing <laughs> you know like just get it out of the system is
1: there a good cursing this is the question <laughs> I think so you, you're letting out pent out
0: I try to make it like creative cursing so it's like and succotash which is uh oh that's word. a that's oh, that is good eight, cursing that's from the 1800s
1: which, I, that, and that's really actually a good curse.
0: It was really offensive back in the day. Actually, <laughs> really? Until uh, well, was it Sylvester, the cat, made it into it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I only learned this recently, so you know I'm not an expert on ancient um What do people want to know when they, like... Because you, you meet people, right? And uh-huh. like, what
1: do you do? And you're like... They always tell me... Do a traffic report right now. <laughs> no, man. Do you use your traffic voice. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like there's not really like that much of a different traffic voice. Like it kind of is just who I am. Like I didn't get into radio and TV cuz I thought like, oh, like I have some phenomenal. Like some people do have like really good pipes on them. Like they sound awesome like for traffic reporting and actually I think most people they want to hear something familiar. They don't want to hear like some I
0: don't know. Cookie Monster.
1: Yeah, they don't want to hear Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, maybe they do want to hear Cookie Monster. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, so you don't have a traffic voice. I don't think so. It's just like
1: it's just kind of who I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were we were talking um, earlier off air, and you sound the same as you sounded. Yeah. Out there. Right.
1: So same thing.
0: Of course, you know, maybe I'm maybe the podcast isn't as special as a. Traffic report, so you don't bring out
1: the, the pipes. You know? <laughs> but I doubt it. I don't think so.
0: But so that's like that's like what people people usually
1: know. say that they always ask, oh, do you get to fly in the helicopter? And then you know I have to tell them well I get to fill in on the helicopter. Um, they always want to know if I know like all the people on WBZ. um listeners are hardcore fans, so that's awesome. Like oh yeah, me and me and Mel Ballara, yeah. I know what she had for lunch today. Nyla Boodoo. So,
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, whatever. That's, uh, I think they more interested in the people that I work with. Um, and, oh, do you get to go to work in your pajamas? And I have to say, I have never shown up to work in my pajamas, but I have definitely done yoga pants and gym shoes and a t-shirt on days that I really just, you know, sometimes I fill in on different stations in the morning and then I have to go in the afternoon too to do my shift. So yeah, I totally dress down for those days.
0: Well how how blatantly unprofessional.
1: Um enough unprofessional that I really hope I don't run into anyone I know. In my <laughs> <home>. <laughs> I don't uh I
0: don't I mean maybe people care, you know. As long as you're not like in pajamas, you're probably okay. Right? Yeah.
1: Oh, and we totally had a pajama party, like all the traffic reporters for New Year's Eve. We totally did a pajama party at work. This here? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's Kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of fun.
0: It's like um, I was at a I was covering Bond Court on Christmas Day, and there were people in their pajamas, and I felt
1: really bad about it.
0: You felt like, bad
1: about it. <laughs> well, I felt bad. Are <laughs> you? Fe- you felt embarrassed that they were in their pajamas?
0: No, I mean, I, well, it's like you don't really have a choice what you're wearing when you get oh, yourself arrested, true. right? But it's that like that is
1: true.
0: It's like. Man, this guy's in his pajamas. If if he had made a, he's, assuming he's guilty of whatever it uh-huh. is he did, if he had made a better choice, he wouldn't be in his pajamas and. Maybe the Cook it's jail.
1: a good thing. I mean, would you want to be in a, like a three-piece
0: suit? Suit.
1: <laughs> I guess you would look, feel very dignified.
0: It's like um, I'm not. A at least you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like pajamas. Getting arrested in pajamas. you know?
1: Not a good deal.
0: You'd want to, like, comb your hair for, for that a few years. Brush your
1: teeth, you know? Yeah.
0: But it's like... Um, so, how many years in journalism do you have a
1: <gasps> What would that be? It's 2015. fifteen? So six Yeah. So, I don't know when you'd want to count starting that, but, yeah, like five, six, seven years. It's like...
0: It's funny, because some people don't like counting their internship times. Some people do... You know, it's like, once you're in the news business, you're yeah. in the news business. Yeah,
1: you know? yep, yep. It's I don't like, know, I never actually thought about that, like, calculating how long I've been doing this.
0: Most of that's been traffic reporting?
1: Um, On air, yes, yep, mostly traffic reporting. I did some news stuff when I was at FM News. We have, like, a sister station in Philadelphia, and I did, like, these, like, one-minute news updates uh for the philly station and it was really hard because there were so many weird like town names in philadelphia no offense to philadelphia um but i did not know how to pronounce any of them so it would be like oh shoot there's a shooting in philadelphia i better write about this and then i'd have to say it and it was uh, i'd always have to call the newsroom and be like wait a second how do you pronounce this so
0: did people like do you get like there or with like traffic report do you get like feedback from, like, listeners? You know, I like...
1: totally do, and I love it, because I, um, you know, I, you know, I think everyone is going to have an opinion, first of all, on anything that you do, even if you're the best in the world, but I always think there is room to improve, um, so I'm really open to feedback. Sometimes the feedback is really helpful, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that would make more sense, like, you know, 355... You know, it's hard to understand when you say out to 355 and there's a number right after it because then you're just saying numbers. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But then sometimes people are kind of mean.
0: Do people blame you for, like, the traffic? Like, if you had done a better job?
1: No one has completely blamed me except... (laughs) This is embarrassing. Except my great-uncle Jack, who lives in Oak Park. He's an actor. And he... um said your travel time was wrong and he like called me on it like he was like I telling you you said it was 18 minutes and it was definitely 22 and I said I don't know Uncle Jack I don't know maybe you were driving in the slow lane or you know I'm just giving you the information I have like there's only you know information the numbers of how long it should take are handed to me so it, that part like I can't always control cause that's what is on the screen that I'm reading that's supposedly part of that you know calculation that those smart people made so I don't know.
0: Great Uncle Jack was probably driving slow.
1: I'm going to think so. (laughs) So
0: it's like but nobody nobody is like you should have opened up a lane for me.
1: No but there's always the joke when there's nothing going on like the editors are like, oh, there's nothing going on. I you know, better go run out in the middle of the street and make something happen so we have something to talk about. But yeah, no no one ever blames me when there's nothing. Yeah.
0: Which happens in uh, every newsroom. It makes jokes about...
1: The traffic sl- reporters. No, no, I mean
0: slow news. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, uh, like yeah. on a slow Run news out thing. and do something yeah. quick.
0: <laughs> it's like a, um, just a joke.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: So like a uh, handful of years in journalism, you mm-hmm. still enjoy it?
1: Love it, absolutely love it. I've been doing some more um, TV stuff for CLTV and WGN on the weekends. Um, Traffic too. Traffic too, Um, but I really love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm here to stay.
0: And is it like? Do you see yourself doing traffic for like ever?
1: Um. Okay. I love WBEZ and I love my job right now. Honestly. I never even thought that you could be this into traffic, but, like, I'm checking Twitter when I am not at work and just to see what's going on. Like, I'm always like, oh, there was an accident early this morning and three cars, and, you know, I'm genuinely interested in it, and I love it. Um, I did not get into this thinking this was the direction I was going to, and I really loved my time in the newsroom, Um, and I, I think eventually I would like to go back to news i don't know when that would happen i love my day-to-day life right now though so i don't know we'll see what happens but
0: well, it's like you know i'm i'm 25 um, and so like i think about life sometimes i'm like so in 20 years like what's this person gonna be doing and like what am i gonna be doing what are we uh, all gonna be doing you know i we, know
1: i always have that thought too it's like maybe it's so overwhelming be like, maybe you'll
0: be like the traffic queen though you know, you know and you'll be like that's funny it's not what I expected, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's what And happened. isn't that
1: kind of how life is? You know, you never know what you're going to get. So.
0: Well, do you have any, like, big philosophical thoughts for, for people who are listening?
1: Big philosophical. <laughs> um... I don't know if I have any philosophical thoughts. On,
0: I suppose what I'm on
1: traffic or, or my life.
0: I, I suppose what I'm getting at is if someone's listening and thinks I want to be in news or I want to be a traffic reporter someday.
1: Um, be prepared to work very, very, very hard. Um, I don't know if I would have. And I mean this in the most positive way because I'm not getting out of journalism at all. This is this is where I am to stay. Um, but I don't know if I would have done this knowing how hard it would have been. Um, it The amount of hours, um, and I've always had, you know, two, three jobs, working seven days at once, you know, starting at 3 a.m. I still regularly do shifts that are from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m., um, and it's a small small group of people too, so you have to really um you know make the connections and do whatever it takes to get there um it's it's a hard it's a hard career and you have to really 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 want it not just you know a little bit because you think yeah we're gonna be famous or you think you know this is so cool like you have to actually love what you're doing to to sustain what you're gonna go through and you're gonna miss out on a lot you're gonna miss out on Holidays with your family, you're going to miss out on birthday parties. Um, Nothing like being 21 and having 3 a.m. shifts, you're not going out. (laughs) Like, it's really hard, um, um, just, you know, on a personal level to um, stay, you know, you have to know that this is really what you want. But if you want it, yeah, it's awesome. It's terrific. I
0: have a theory that, like, bosses at newspapers and radio stations, TV stations, deliberately make it hard to on weed you. out
1: the bad people yeah. you know what and that's probably a good thing because
0: <laughs> there's a there because because it's a brutal industry to get it into. is
1: and it, the pay is um not not amazing not amazing all my friends who did finance i'm like oh man <laughs> like yeah my salary is half of that sure or a quarter
0: <laughs> um yeah and and which you know it's like it's good dedication is important probably uh-huh. to everything in life.
1: Yes, yes, that is very true.
0: So if people want to follow you, what's, like, the best way to do it?
1: Um, So I'm on Twitter. You can look me up. My hash, or what do you call that? Handle. Handle is Sarah Engel, W-B-E-Z. And then you can find me on Facebook. Just type in my name. It's E-N-G-E-L.
0: And uh, it's, it's, um, you won't be inserting, like, words into your traffic reports anymore.
1: No, but you're making me want to look up those uh, old swear words. Suffer and succotash. You know, I should come up with a list of good swear words you can actually swear in front of your kids.
0: If you can, like, sneak suffer and succotash into one of your traffic reports, I'll be your friend forever. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. I'll have to. I'll have to talk to WBZ about that. So they might be up for it, actually.
0: I won't be worked up about.
1: That no. <laughs> okay, God.
0: I very much appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, it was nice talking to you.
0: Thank you.